This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Part of me wants to do like a whole Shania Twain thing leading into this episode because it's like, damn, I feel like a horse girl, except I can't sing for shit. Well, I was thinking you could maybe just play like the guitar riff. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't even know if I know what it is. Oh, you know, my big, my really big takeaway from where I think of, damn, I feel like a woman, which has a really inspiring backstory, right? It's about drag queens. But I think about it because of the janitor in Parks and Rec, who is always listening to that song when he's cleaning the offices. <laughs> like they're trying to get out of an office and locked in. And they're like, help. And he's just got his headphones on and he's like, don't feel like Momo. <laughs> I find that touching. <laughs> I just, you know, I remember when I was a teenager thinking that Shania Twain was the epitome of what like a, a woman should be, right? Like she she was kind of a role model for me. My dad was really into country music and I had long curly hair and she had long curly hair. And I was like, if anyone ever said I look like Shania Twain, I'm like so here for it. Um, <laughs> but obviously I'm no Shania. <laughs> But I always love that song because you feel like you could kick in the door and just kind of like, let's go, girls, you know, fierce. Yeah. It came out at this intersection. There was the pop country intersection, right? But then there was also the female pop moment, you know, with it ended up being Lilith Fair. But, you know, there were there were whole radio stations based around like feminine pop music. That was kind of cool. We had one in Orlando. It was literally called She. <laughs> it was a great station. And and she was she just kind of led into that like feminine power thing. I think really early in the 90s. When we were still kind of like, I don't know, frumpy. <laughs> just wearing flannel like the boys. <laughs> and now I still back. wear flannel. Like, apparently that's in again, which is a weird mind fuck for me because it was like, wait. I thought I looked cute when I was 16 and I wasn't. And now we're trying to do it again. Like, is this a redo? I wasn't. <laughs> if if I can always just wear the jeans and flannel, then I'm good. Like the 90s can live forever. The problem is what's coming back is a little younger than me. It's like more like my tops? sister. Yeah. I can't like that's everywhere. a big hard pass. Yeah. Everywhere is a crop top. I'm like, my tits are down to my stomach. If I wear a I would crop have to top, wear a sports bra. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, there's just no respect for us childbearing women. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Oh my God. What was that? I was talking about somebody. Oh, so I know somebody and I was talking to her and I thought she was 10 years younger than what she actually is. 10 years. And I said something to my husband about it. And he said, well, does she have any children? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> That's where the 10 years go. (laughs) That's where the 10 years went. Yep. I actually would look like that. But that's okay. That's a whole other 
that's a whole other thing because you know honestly the horses would age me if the ch- if the child had not right like yeah there's perpetual toddlers there's they never something. grow up i had a a fun experience you know we've got the remnants of ian so you guys get got hit directly by the hurricane and we got well maybe you didn't in ocala you, you think i it. think you might have gotten more than me <laughs> we had six days of perpetual downpour and really huge gusts of wind it's literally still going on today it's on its way out finally so huh. my horses have gone from being outside most of the time to having been in a stall for like four days straight so I had a super fun farrier appointment the other day. Um, <laughs> and the first thing that Pony did, you know, the quote unquote good one was uh, I walked him up and I, I go to put a cross tie on him, just one. He reared up and broke it and then stood there and basically telling me to fuck off. <laughs> so that was fun. So I got to hold him for the farrier. And that was the good one. And then the naughty boy, right? The thoroughbred. I was like, well, whatever his racing days he was in a stall a lot he'll be fine um he jigged like to and from the farrier like did not stop moving he was like we don't walk we don't walk anymore it's coiled tension at all times so today they went out and i don't even want to know how that was walking them to the paddock oh my god hopefully they went one at a time i think she probably no. tried to do both but i can't imagine she didn't get dragged mm-hmm <laughs> Should just so, open the gate and just said goodbye. <laughs> open the stall door. <laughs> just shoo them out. Off you go. Well, yeah. and I was out of the riding lesson because they were supposed to have one today. And I was like, you know what? These horses are going to be wackadoo. Mm-hmm. They get fresh. Is this your first? Is it turned cold, right? It's turned a bit chilly? It turned chilly, which normally is not a problem for my horses. Wind, mm. a little bit of chilly. They like chilly. But like the first chili. They're not crazy, right? Like under saddle generally. But now they've been locked inside for days. Yeah. And you know they need to let it all out. <laughs> They're yeah. pent up. I rode on uh, Monday. I rode a couple days ago. And it was cool. I hadn't expected it. I'd been in the car all day. I got out of the car at the farm and it was like – 75 degrees which feels even cooler under all of our trees and there was a really decent breeze and I thought well this is really comfortable it's most comfortable weather I've felt in a year and uh, I rode Ben not really thinking anything of it and he was pretty salty like 75 really this is our new bar for (laughs) when we feel good (laughs) we're gonna run around (laughs) so surprised I usually don't ride when it's in the 50s but he had plenty to say about uh, the 70s, and it was 47 here this morning, Oof. which is I, – I woke up, and I, I was like, why am I so cold? And I pull up my phone and look at my weather. 47 in October? I'm sorry? It's I'm wearing a sweater. It's great. It's very cozy. You know, oh, I love yeah. being cozy. Well, you know, this is my favorite time of year. I mean, first of all, October is – Libra season. I'm a Libra. My <laughs> birthday is this month, guys. I'm just saying, if you want to wish me happy birthday this month, I accept all birthday um, addresses for the entire month. Um, but yeah, so it's it's like I've got long sleeves on. I've got my jeans. I, I have my shacket that I'm I, – oh, I'm ready to go. Like it is – I don't like pumpkin spice, but it is apple cider season. No. 
Yes. I do love an apple cider donut. I need I need to get into that. Oh, my God. I'm going to be in Ohio. I, they probably have things like that in Ohio. Oh, boy. Yeah. Get your fix. The dream is alive. Yeah. The dream yeah. is alive. Well, the dream of autumn fun. is alive. You're going to have excited. fun at Congress. Quarter horse Congress. Have of you ever all been? the places I never expected to be. No. No. Really not my usual hang. Um, it's a very I'm going Western to Keeneland. Crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know. We, we overlap. We're all horse girls, right? Even just some of us wear a lot more sequins than I'm comfortable with. But it's not about me. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I grew up in the wrong side of riding because sequins think- and bright colors are like so me. <laughs> I Yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely, I was drawn to navy blue jackets and um, velvet helmets and... The very British. Tiny stock pins. You love the British vibe. And I feel like that's unabashed Anglophile. Yeah, completely me. I just want to be like in a dark riding habit with no ornamentation. (laughs) Riding alone in the country with my dogs. That's that's really my dream. (laughs) That's your vibe. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can't beat that. I am the opposite of that. But that's why we work. Because we're the odd couple, right? We would be there. If, if it was me talking to me, it would be a very dull show. It would be like, so what did you do today? Well, I sat quietly. Um. <laughs> we both know. I love, how, I love how on our clubhouse people are talking about it, Like, oh, guys, you should come to XYZ. And you're like, Heather, let me make a good impression before Heather comes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm offended. Actually, I'm impressed by that. I think that's, you know me. Well, I mean, the astonishing thing to me is that I have not worked at that store in 20 years, and I walked in and knew three people there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, one of them, my husband had hired into the company. She didn't recognize either one of us. (laughs) But she looked exactly the same. Kids. It's the kids. They're little vampires. It was really funny. Suck the kids. So, they just suck the energy out of us. Um, well, that's fun. I think, well, yeah, we're not, I'm not always for everybody. And I understand that. I respect that. But uh, I also, I, I can't, like, I can only do so many events a year because I get emotionally mm-hmm. and physically drained from them. Like, I love them, but I need a nap after for like a week straight. Well, I like the idea of doing like seasons. So I have a fall season, my fall tour, right? Where I have three events lined up. And then I'm thinking about doing a spring season. And um, I'm not really sure what that might look like yet. I'm not sure if it's necessary to go to Ohio Equine Affair when I'm going to to Congress. It's the same Mm -hmm. town. Um, So I might try to find something different to do. But I, I I do better when I segment. I found it very exhausting when I was traveling for work to have something every month. I was like, well, this week I'm in LA and then we're I'm going on a trip to New York. But then in three weeks I'm going to London. And then in another month I gotta go back to London. Like that was tiring. Yeah. Well, you're pulled and, in all these different directions and there's no break. Yeah. Exactly. And so I feel like a really long, quiet period where I can say, I don't have to go anywhere. I can stay on my back porch, just 
gaze into the forest for several weeks <laughs> before I even have to get into a groove of work again. <laughs> no, I think that's good. I I, th- I will say this is my busiest season. I don't know if it's because of the kids having the fall sports or mm-hmm. if it's the different events that come up, right? All the dog events tend to happen this time of year, blessings of the animals and pooch parades and things like that. Right. And I usually am a sponsor or a vendor because of the work I do with dogs. And then let's not forget the horse shows and all this other stuff and equine affair. So we also have five birthdays between October and November. And that's a lot. It's a lot. And I just, somebody asked me for a Saturday appointment. I'm like, I don't have a Saturday until about January. Like I don't have a single weekend until January that I can promise to somebody. And that makes me want to curl up in a ball and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm like that through the end of November and I feel the same way. <laughs> you have a whole nother month of it. <laughs> I know. And you, yeah. Well, you and I at Equine Affair, it's going to be interesting because I think like all these people are saying something about, um, I've had people reach out, oh, let's do dinner this night. Let's do dinner this night. And I, I promise not to include you. I know. You, the deer in headlights look. I promise. Natalie's busy. Sorry, she can't do it. Um, so I I'm can do drinks. To... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to pick and choose some things. And then I think, mm. but you and I are going to be so tired because you'll have also had Congress before mm-hmm. that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to be a little punch drunk. I think so. I think I'm probably going to say and do some strange things. I can't wait end. to get it all on recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm serious though, because every, you know, I wear my weird on the outside. <laughs> I don't think a mine lot of slips out your- in like in un- unfortunate statements when I <laughs> lose my filter. I just get more dry, more sarcastic. I know. I flipping love it though. Oh. All right. So- <laughs> I get mean. <laughs> you just say what everybody else is thinking, I think. That's I how do. I think of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I get hangry. So I need to be fed. I'm like a gremlin. That's how I'm referring to us Ooh, yeah. as gremlins. Like you have us until a certain time of day and then we're we're gone. Yeah, I saw I think that's really accurate. I th- we have to be able to pull the covers over our head and just sip from our flasks in private for a little yeah. while. <laughs> just want to be a feral little, you know, little introvert who has just decided to like go back to the cocoon so she yeah. can emerge the next day as her bright and bubbly butterfly self, you know? I need that recharge. Yes. So Heather, I just realized that winter is coming and while I live in North Florida and I don't really expect to see any snow, I'm already like dreading trying to find clothes to wear outside. And I don't even know what it must be like for you because horses up North sucks. For you maybe, but winter is my favorite season up here. How can that be? I actually ride more in the winter and I'll tell you, it's been an absolute game changer. As long as the arena is not icy, I just stick on my Redding Oak coveralls or I'm actually, it's on my wish list for this, this year. They've just released their separates collection. So it's bib pants with a jacket and you can mix and match colors and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm basically going to be living in their clothing because you don't even feel the cold. 
but aren't you, how are you riding in the saddle wearing like heavy winter clothes? You must look like the Michelin man. You would, except these clothes are designed for women and they're not bulky. It's a really nice fitted material. I always recommend for me, especially because I'm curvy, I like to go a little bit of a size up just so I have Mm. a little extra give in the leg to get over the saddle. Um, But it's super comfortable and it's flattering. Uh, My favorite part is being able to actually not have to get dressed for the barn. I just wear whatever I want underneath, throw my Reading Oat Equestrian over it and just ride. Man, I, um, I usually am wearing like six layers when it's, you know, 30 degrees. So this sounds pretty amazing to me, possibly made up. I will prove it to you one day, I swear, because (laughs) you won't need more than a base layer or a thin sweater. Otherwise, in case you do get hot, which I think you would if you tried to wear six layers, they do have vents under the arms so you can have your own little air conditioning if you need to. But (sighs) they even have a little crop crop area. They have a spur strap. um, And here's my favorite. They actually have a hood that you could put over your helmet. So (sighs) if it gets rainy or windy or snowy, you're protected and covered. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. Do they also get frozen ears, but those stupid ear headbands really don't work for them? That's incredible. No, you don't need them because actually the hood fits right over you and just protects you as long as you're wearing your helmet for safety purposes. Um, it's designed to fit over the helmet and you don't even feel the wind because you're perfectly insulated. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you something. I used to gallop racehorses at Aqueduct Racetrack which may be the coldest place in North America because the wind blows right in off of the uh, like Jamaica Bay. And uh, I'm starting to think if I had had this ready note outfit coveralls with the hood to protect my poor head, maybe I wouldn't have given up riding for five years. Just a thought. Hey, comfort is queen. And honestly, (laughs) in the summers, they have a rain coverall. So from like March until October, I actually wear their lightweight rain coverall because I can stay warm and dry even when I'm out at even my kids' games, the barn, or working. And I don't have to worry about getting wet and uncomfortable. That's the dream. It is the dream. You should try it out. Readingoutequestrian.com. Go check it out and let me know what you think, Natalie. I'm on it. Our theme today is, damn, I feel like a horse girl. And I love this topic that you came up with because for me, the horse girl term always makes me think of like the red flag memes, right? Or like the TikToks where they're talking about red mm-hmm. flags about horse girls. But you know me, I like to let my freak flag fly. <laughs> so I thought, why don't we make this a celebration of the horse girl things we do? So okay. I reached out to the clubhouse, Natalie, and we got some really great <laughs> responses. And I have some things I do that are very horse girly. But I thought we could have a little little chat about it. Celebrate those things. Well, what yeah. And I wanna I wanna mention a couple of the like those moments too where you go, Oh my God. I love being a horse girl right now. You know what I mean? Where you just get that like pump 
of, for me, it's when it's like everything I wanted to be when I was a little kid. And the fact that I'm doing it just kind of socks me in the gut sometimes. You're doing this. You got it. <laughs> you know? yeah, a 12-year-old you would think you were the boss. Like they would, they would yes. be a role model. A hundred percent. I would, I, I can't even believe what a role model I would be for my, uh, yeah, elementary school self. It's like insane at this point. It's reached bizarre proportions. And she'd also be like, damn, you're broke. Like, yeah, but mom said I would be. <laughs> like, I didn't listen to my mom. Just like, you're not listening to your mom, five-year-old me. And uh, she was right. You would be broke. She was correct about that. So let's, just gentle reminder that your mom is probably right, but <laughs> yeah, I basically work just to fund my obsession. So let's just be honest. <laughs> um, well, and as when I was a kid, right? I because I'm an avid reader, I used to buy the Horse Illustrated out of the grocery mm-hmm. store. I used to buy Equus Magazine, Practical Horsemen. I had Briar models, and I used to pretend to be a horse in the backyard before I even knew what Monty Python was. I was doing that running around like I was on a horse and that's all I ever wanted, like was to have a horse. Right. And the fact that not only do I have a horse, maybe two, you know, that I won't admit to necessarily <laughs> all the time, but I, I get to write for some of these magazines that I've, I worshiped as a child oh. and gotten to meet the people behind Briar. Like, I would be so cool to my childhood self. Yeah. That there's um there was a magazine when I was a kid called Spur and it was wildly inappropriate for children. Um it was like country. It was like a country life magazine, but it's based around thoroughbreds. And I loved it because I was really interested in thoroughbreds and racing specifically as like a very small like first grade, second grade. Super into racing. And my mom would buy me this magazine. I had to have it. And I kept the copies for years and years and years. And recently, I found out that one of my most avid fans was an editor of that magazine. (gasps) So cool. Yeah. The feeling. I didn't even know who to share that with besides like my mother because no one else seems to know this magazine existed. It was a big, gorgeous coffee table magazine. And I was like, oh, my God, remember Spur? And she says, no. <laughs> I love their honesty, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's the same. Like, I've had, you know, I've had AP. I don't write a lot for magazines. I've had AP, some Practical Horsemen. But having it in there was just like, oh, my God, it's Practical Horsemen. <laughs> I had a mention of ambition, my first eventing book, in Horse Illustrated. You better believe I have a copy of that Horse oh, yeah. Illustrated. I mean, I was I pulling the, the yeah, I was pulling the 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 centerfold horses out of Horse Illustrated, hanging them on my wall when I was like six years old. <laughs> of course, my name is in there. Oh incredible. my god, it's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, so being a horse girl, right? I mean, looking back. I don't, I, I mean, I know there's all these memes about red flags and stuff like that or whatever, but like being a horse girl rocks. It does. Maybe in part because you do, you get to meet your idols and you get to work with your idols and you get to maybe become a version in the future of your idols. 
And for a yeah. lot of people, they always say, well, don't meet your heroes. That sucks. And I've met a lot of my heroes and they all kick ass and they're really cool to hang out with. So, Oh my God. I, I got to meet Monty Roberts and we have a private joke between us. I'm like, that is the <laughs> coolest thing. And I mean, it's not that private. He probably doesn't remember it, but it's, it's the coolest feeling in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. I really underestimated as a child how small the horse world was and yeah. it is now obviously the horse world with clients and things like that I was talking about this today a lot of the people who've become clients ended up reading my books for some odd reason and sticking around with me through that and then they turn out maybe knowing somebody that I know and it's like these three degrees of separation my God, it's so cool. It, I just mm-hmm. love how close-knit the community is. I mean, obviously, there's a downside to that. That's a lot of drama, and there can be a lot of gossip and things like that. But for the most part, I actually think that's a huge benefit to the horse world. So it's accessible. Mm-hmm. It's open for the most part. And God, I just I love that the horse girls are taking over, right? Because you know, for a long time, it was the men who, who were at the top. And right. over the years, over the last few decades, it's the women who are really rising to the top of that challenge. And hell yeah. Yeah. I I always, when I'm watching uh, like cross country, I'm always annoyed at the men really high in leaderboard. We love you men. Um, but I watch where their center of balance is. And, and I'm like, that's not fair. Number one. <laughs> Like they're just, there's, we've talked about their center of gravity being a different place than ours and it makes them just look a little bit, I don't know if they are, but it makes them look a little bit steadier in the saddle, like in those gallop lanes. They're just like, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. This isn't my fault. <laughs> but we still oh, are. The body strength they have when the horse needs it. Yeah. You know, we're still, we, we come through with, you know, empathy, their sympathetic ride, uh, with all of the instincts that make us mean moms, we're able to be mean moms to our horses and get what we want. And they, and they go, mom was right. <laughs> Even the horses <laughs> concede mom was right. <laughs> we always so it are. Just, yeah. Feeds into Even everyone. We're not. <laughs> yeah. It's we better awesome. believe it. And so let's, let's talk about some of the things that make us like quintessential horse girls that we celebrate, right? Like what right. would be something that you do that is quintessentially a horse girl thing? Something that I do. Um, well, I always look like this. I was going to say, you go feed, <laughs> you feed your horses in your pajamas? I feed horses. I'm wearing half pajamas right now. I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> and I have fed my horses and hate them. Um, yeah, ponytails, I think, are a big piece of being a horse girl in that there's just no point, you know. And you, as you sit here with your gorgeous curly hair. Uh, <laughs> I went to the office today. There was no horses today. That's why. <laughs> uh, it's definitely, you know, there's definitely a vibe of come as you are with horse girls where we can accept you in whatever you're wearing. If you show up in pajamas and Wellington boots, I'm going to welcome you into my home without be like, Oh, your Wellington boots look really cute today. You know what I mean? Like there's, um, there's a country element to it that 
we're just not concerned. Yeah. It was borking. <laughs> no, can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, God. Hold on. No, that's okay. It's a horse girl podcast. We can have some doggos in it. <laughs> well, my kids are home. It was really today, subtle. So like, and Sue drama. Um, oh, yeah. Well, for me, it's funny because when – so I work at the office two days a week for dogs. And I could choose to wear scrubs, uh, but I, I choose to be a little bit more professional as a, one of the therapists there. So I, I dress a little nicer. And uh, but a lot of times I have horses afterwards. So those days I do not dress nicer because I know I'm going to ruin my clothes. So I right. end up on the days I see horses only. I'm like leggings, T-shirts, jackets, you know, just the most comfortable shoes possible that I don't mind getting wet and dirty. And then the days I go into the office, people are like, wow, you look really cute. I'm like, are you saying I didn't look cute in my horse clothes? Like, I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> Why do people require so much effort? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not here to look cute for you, okay? I'm here to be practical, but mm -hmm. I have to live up to certain expectations. So it's funny. Uh, every once in a while, I'll I'll put on like a pair of breeches and I'll put on like a little quarter zip uh, yeah. shirt and uh, I have my, my field boots and I'll go to the barn and I guarantee at least three people are going to be like, wow, where are you going today? Do you have a photo shoot? Because I never get dressed oh up God. for the barn. I do like one thing I really love and I see it a lot in Ocala now. And that's actually where I got the the concept where this, this came into my mind where I literally thought, damn, I feel like a horse girl and I love it. Um, it's just like the, the horsey uniform of, of jeans or breeches, something you can climb into the saddle with at any point and a pair of paddock boots or a pair of Jodhapur boots, you know, whether you wear your Ariats or your Blundstones or whatever, style you're into and they um like a tank top or now you know maybe a, a sun shirt the ponytail coming out of the cap you're tanned you've got some dirt on your arm you've got some dirt on your boob from a horse nuzzling you and you're just like getting it done you're going to Publix you're getting the huge bag of carrots you're grabbing some lunch going to the feeds I love going to Larson's hay on like a Monday because it's just a line of pickup trucks because you there you just you just line up your trucks and they get to you with a little forklift because you buy hay by the ton there and it's just mostly women like me you know just dirty in our jeans and our powder boots just doing a man's work just like yep I'm gonna need this many tons of hay I want this cutting this brand and I just like Oh, I just love being amongst my kind or we all look alike. <laughs> I don't oh, know. no, I love it. And do you ever go – there's been some times where, you know, for a while there was fashion forward, right, where everyone's got the English riding boots as part of the fashion. And I'll sit there and look at it and be like, those would never hold up in knee-deep mud. Are you kidding me right now with her trying to look all fancy? But I love that they want to be like us. And it's funny, Sue Crum in our clubhouse, actually, that was the thing she said. She goes, going to the grocery store after the barn, dusty and with questionable grossness under my fingernails. And like, that's, <laughs> that's a horse girl right there. Right? I think the we've fingernails. <laughs> and I had to ask her, right? I said, well, do you keep your nails long or short? Because every once in a while, I'll see this like barrel racer or someone with longer nails. And I'm thinking like, how do you manage to keep that going? And, no, uh, I can't even imagine. 
No. And so I think for the most part, most horse girls have the shorter, more practical nails. Even if they're painted, they tend mm-hmm. to be a little bit more manageable. One of my clients and friends is lovely. The other day, she was like, oh, he just snapped my nail. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you okay? She goes, oh, they're press-ons. I was like, oh. What? How would you even do that, though? A press-on. I feel like you were just throwing your money away. Oh, yeah. you literally putting it in your horse's mouth. Maybe not everyone sticks their fingers in their horse's mouth like I do. because I think it's funny. But, <laughs> geez, all the work you're doing and riding with, oh, with your fingers. And, you know, the, I'm not a good example of this because – fingernails are one of my only ick spots. You know how you've got a you've got a spot that gives you the ick. Yeah. Uh, and fingernail thinking about fingernails and things happening to fingernails, fingernails getting ripped off, getting bent. That's an ick for me. So that's probably one reason why I have to keep mine short. Even if I wasn't around horses, I would still keep well, mine short. Well, that's fair. Especially too. Ooh, like, something could happen. <laughs> well, I, I'm a massage therapist. I, I I definitely don't need to have long nails and all the dirt that would get stuck underneath those is ridiculous. Plus, when I'm typing on my computer, right? When I'm writing, I don't need the clickety clack. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. No, no one no. needs that. That's just um, it. Would be unhygienic, like the amount of stuff that gets under my fingernails in the course of an afternoon. You know, and I've got two horses that I look at for fun. Imagine if I was a professional still. Disgusting. No. Well, actually, I have a question <laughs> for you. So now, I confess, I do this, but do you actually? wash your hands from going to the barn or working with the horses before eating. Cause sometimes I'll be working and I'll grab like a granola bar or a donut or something. And I just have horse hair and stuff on my hands. Like I don't even think about washing them. Oh no, I don't not. No. If my hands are like visibly dirty and I'm going right. to like make food, I'll wash my hands, but no grabbing a granola bar or something. Forget it. Absolutely not. It's just horse. I can possibly not wipe off on my pants, you know, (laughs) just wipe, wipe. It's done. Exactly. It's all under my nails. So I'm just like, I'm fine. (laughs) Like if it doesn't come out when I wash my hands, it's not coming out of my mouth when I eat a granola bar. Okay. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) So, so I was talking to one of my clients as a member of our clubhouse, actually quite a few of my clients are members um, because they're all awesome. And Mm. When we'd asked about the horse girl things, tell me, do you cluck or click at people who are going too slow? Um, not like in person, I don't think. In a car, quite possibly. <laughs> to children, yes, to children, 100%. I have done that to my own child. And oh, and to dogs and cats, but they don't listen at all. So I don't even know why I bother. <laughs> yeah, they just ignore you. Yeah, I've I found that my daughters have started doing it now too, because uh, apparently that's a thing that a lot of horse girls do. It's just such habit, or even saying like "ooh," right? Like I'll do that to my dog. Oh yeah, walking, like I'll whoa my dog. <laughs> we say my husband and I both say um, hold back which is something we learned in a racing stable when you're walking the shed row as uh, if you halt, the person behind you has to halt their horse. So you yell, hold back. And my husband and I both do it. Like still, we haven't worked in a racing shed in, you know, over a decade. (laughs) We still all the time, just hold back the hand up. (laughs) Oh my God. That's funny. Well, uh, yeah. Cause uh, 
Is it Christina Share says, I find myself clicking at things other than our horses. Something's in my way. Click, click. Doesn't matter what it is. Door won't open. Click, <laughs> click, dog won't <laughs> click, click. I've done it in the grocery store, even going down the aisle. <laughs> like, can you imagine somebody, can you imagine another horse girl being like, oh, sorry. And they're just moving out of your way because they know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually probably happen in Ocala. I need to go test this theory out. I like this idea. It's so I funny. Well, I definitely have done it to my son when he was little. Like I can remember doing it to him. Oh, I've definitely like, done Let's it. Let's go. And Let's go. <laughs> exactly. And I don't really, I guess I kiss. So I kiss to my horses when I ask them to change their speed. Right. So mm. I tend to kiss. Um, I'm a very vocal person as you probably know by now. <laughs> and so I have to be careful the words I use because my horses, if I say good boy, my horse will dead stop. And be like, I was good. I can stop. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I have to be really careful. So I use now a kiss for a transition in speed. And then uh, and then like a hoe for like the slowing. So I, I changed it up a little bit. But um, Taylor in our group says, <laughs> I, I literally almost peed my pants when I read this. <laughs> um, she tends to back off people the same way she does a horse that's getting a little too close. She'll like mock charge them. What? <laughs> I swear to God. And oh, what? first of all, I know Taylor and she is amazing. And, but that reminds me of my horse. Like my horse used to juke people, like come at them a little bit and be like, yo. And I could totally see Taylor doing this. Like, I don't know many people who do it. I could totally see oh Taylor. Doing God. This. I thought when you start, I'm actually glad she just runs at people because what I thought was, what do I do when I want a horse to back off? I put my hand on their chest and squeeze. And <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine? Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take like a leash or a lead rope, right? And I'll like, and then back, back, you know. So mm -hmm. I... I don't know. Mock charge might seem like, uh, can you? Well, that's how you get into a fight, which we still have to talk about how I got into a, a fist that's fight. That's right. There's so much happening. <laughs> There's so much happening. I mean, thank God I didn't try to charge her because then it definitely would have been my fault. Um, but I think I just want to end on this one. Nicole okay. Gonzalez Hatfield says, I give unsolicited stories about my horse. And I look like a hobo all the time while my horse has put a cord in everything. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's true. I think I don't know many people who don't do that. No, I definitely look like a hobo most of the time. Or like a hobo who shops at the Goodwill where the yummy mummies in the neighborhood leave off their yoga clothes. Because... I'm mainly we're wearing cheap leggings and t-shirts, you know, kind of look like knockoff, decent athletic wear. <laughs> but why buy expensive clothing that you're just going to ruin? That's the thing. There's a spot on this shirt. I pick it up. I say to my husband, you know, we need to buy real detergent because all of my shirts have spots on them. And he says, well, we can't buy real detergent because the runoff will go into our drinking water. And I'm like, so... I just, I have to buy a new shirt every time I leave the farm. And he's like, you don't leave the farm that often. It's, a trip. <laughs> but it's like, that's like just one him. of those consequences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one of those consequences of, of 
living on a farm is like, oh, I drink whatever I put into the ground. So now I have to use super granola crunchy uh, detergent and it doesn't take any spots out of my clothes. Conversely, I get lots of spots in my clothes because I'm outside all the time with the dirt and the horses and the sap and what have you. So I'm just a mess. Even when I'm clean, I'm a mess. Is that accurate? I actually have a tip for that. There is the, um, I'm going to forget the name of it because we're on the air, but there (laughs) is the wood flooring uh, cleaning solution. I forget the name of it. Murphy's. Murphy's oil soap. Soak it in Mm -hmm. that and then wash it. What? Yes. In like your clothes clothes? Like put your shirt in Murphy's oil soap, like rub it in and then let it um, like, I mean, don't like obviously dip it in a bucket of it, but like rub the Murphy's oil soap directly into the stain and let it sit for like 24 hours and then wash it. Oh my God, that's insane. I had no idea. My mother-in-law is a goddess when it comes, she's like a Stepford wife. I mean, for serious. <laughs> and my husband is like, I have three shirts with stains on them. I'm going to call my mommy. And guaranteed she gets it every time. <laughs> Thank God he's got her because I certainly not going to do that shit for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even wash my own clothes. I just gripe at my husband about them. <laughs> no, he washes his own clothes too. So, uh yeah, I'm not in charge of that shit. Uh, I will walk around with stains because I work with horses and what do they care? I just buy dark colors. Yeah, I feel like everything I've got has got a spot right up on the top of my left boob. There's just Is that where you dribble all your food? <laughs> How dare you? Yes. Hey, I do too. I drop it. Usually it ends up in my cleavage. So I'm, I'm like, I yeah. was joker to say I'm saving it for later. Yeah. 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 But there's nothing worse. <laughs> and I'm going to end on this note. There is nothing worse than getting hay shavings or like shavings or hay stuck in your bra. Oh, it's the worst. You're so itchy. And you're walking around just rubbing your boob like, oh, my God, I'm so itchy. It's not going to end. It's just going to stay that way. Nope. You have yeah. to take a shower. You have to shake everything out. It's mm-hmm. it's not okay. And I guarantee it happens to us all. Like, even if you're fully covered and you've got, like, a thousand layers on, you're mm-hmm. still going to find hay in your bra. It works its way through the knit or something. Because that even when I worked on farms up north, and yeah, I'd be wearing, like, four sweaters at a, at a big coverall sports bra come home there's hay everywhere everywhere there's hay in my armpits like where is this coming from it's like the invasion is coming from inside or something i don't know so that's very horse girl that's not exactly the uplifting kind of horse girl but we do have itchy itchy bras that is a fact that is a fact yeah it's a fact and listen i mean i'm all about uplifting horse girls or whatever but like sometimes you just gotta get real It's true. I guess what I really like, again, it goes back to we worked so hard for this knowledge. A lot of us when we were kids, but some of us, you know, as adults are working hard for this knowledge, which has almost no practical application, but it's just in us to need it, that this is how we feel complete. And I just like I'll be tacking up and I'll just get this wave of like, oh my God, remember how hard this was when you were 10 and you were learning how to tack up a school pony and you couldn't figure out the bridle for the the life of you. 
because you have no spatial awareness. And if somebody says, put these two straps together and pull, you tug them apart and don't understand what's going wrong. Remember that. Look at you now. You don't even think about it. <laughs> it just goes, it goes over the head. It goes in the mouth. It goes here. It goes there. And you're done. It's just delightful to be, um, it's delightful to be a grown-up version of the, of your, of a kid. You know, that's what it is. Just grown-up uh, versions yeah. of who we were when we were kids. Which well, because Natalie, we're sounds, living the dream. I, yeah. I think it's, it sounds more obvious than it actually is, if that makes sense. But yeah, like, we are. We're living the dream. We're living the dream. I think it's really cool for me to see my daughters growing up. And I won't say that they're all horse girls, right? Because you know that there's, they're all horsey, right? They all ride. Right. But there's only one or two of them that are really into it, that I could see them carrying forth for years to come. And it's really cool to watch them learn these things. And now I'm the one they're asking for help from, where even 10 years ago, I didn't have a horse and I was still learning things because mm -hmm. I was just getting back into riding. And so it's this really kind of wonderful way. You know what? I'll be honest. For me, being a horse girl means a community of women supporting women. Like that's what it means to me. I like that. I can see that. I think we see that regularly, like in our clubhouse and, you know, in really friendly equine driven groups where uh, and you see it at horse shows right you see it at tack shops anywhere where we gather you see women coming together they're giving each other tips they're offering each other help with things they're laughing at our <laughs> mistakes that we're willing to share with one another <laughs> um they're commiserating or empathizing we truly are a tribe unto ourselves and we understand each other's problems in this really like familiar bone deep kind of way where you just open your mouth and we go, oh, I get it. I get it. Yep. And you always have like, you always have a story. If somebody tells you this happened to my horse, you always have a reply. You know what I mean? You always say, I had this happen. I have a friend, my vet says, like, you always have something to say back. It's never just dead silence. Like, that sucks. Like, you have, right? Um, you have a connection. Everybody's connected. Yeah, I think it's lovely. And I see, I see a lot with my kids growing up. There's a lot of competition amongst girls, right? And yeah. I, I mean, I see this even as an adult. And there is some of that, I think, in the horse world. But for me, particularly, I've really seen the other side, the positive side of mm -hmm. women coming together, whether it's for business, whether it's for training, whether it's for just and really kind of being united by their passion. And that is, damn, so fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what? One, one more thing that makes me feel like a horse girl. I fucking love cussing. I love it. And I learned it at the barn. I learned it from my barn. riding instructor. It is. It's a wonderful thing when you're 10 years old and your lesson go your your trainer goes, God damn it, from the other end of the barn. And you go, hmm. My trainer says, God damn it. 
That's good to know. <laughs> like if your horse away. steps on you and that you're like, oh, fucking fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay because you're at the barn. Well, and I do have to censor myself a little bit, right? Because I have a lot of kids at my barn. And so right. most of them know and they, me. They know more they know swear me. words than you do. I hate to yeah, tell and you. They do, but I try to also <laughs> rein it in a little bit. Just because mm. I, I, I try not to celebrate it, let's say that. But I'll tell you right now, if one slips out, no one's giving me side eye. Okay, it's oh, allowed. None of that. Ooh, <laughs> she said it. Ooh. Guess what? This is an elementary school lunch. You could say words they exist in the English language. Exactly. I don't have. I don't think I have an adulting win this week. I, this week oh, has no. been really. It's been brutal. It's been it's been so brutal that the only win I can think of is that I actually slept through the night last night. Like, that would be a win. Oh, that would be – listen, I've been sleeping, like, four hours a night for months now, so that would be a huge win in my book. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm happy for you. I mean, I needed it. I, I got to be yeah. honest because I just find that right now I'm so either – busy working and things are going really nicely or I just have zero effort in my body. Like I was supposed to go to the grocery store today and the fact that I have to leave this house again oh, sounds yeah. like the worst possible day for me. Okay. Like I'm just in that mm-hmm. kind of funk, like where I'm just so busy. I don't have the effort to do anything. The most effort I put forward was I showered this morning and I slept last night. And I think I only was able to shower because I slept last night. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's been a hard – oh, Mercury was in retrograde. Oh, yeah. That, that, that really might have sucked. something. Because I literally – I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was two days ago where I was in a very similar place where I was just fried. Couldn't comprehend doing anything. Um. So yeah, I get that. I get that. But the sleep is a good thing. And I kind of love when you are like super exhausted when all of a sudden, oh, I'm exhausted enough to sleep. That is a win. That's that's such a great takeaway from how miserable I've been is, oh my God, I can actually sleep. What a dream. Yeah. When you wake up and you look at your clock and it says 6 a.m. and not 2 a.m., it's, it feels like a win. Yes, for sure. I actually took two nights ago, I woke up at at three, which I do a lot, and I was awake for a while. And I said to myself, Natalie, maybe your body doesn't produce melatonin. And I got up and took another one. And I did fall asleep. So maybe maybe I simply do not produce melatonin. (laughs) That is a possibility. (laughs) It is a possibility. I think for me, it's hormonal. I mean, what isn't? What <laughs> what isn't hormonal at this point? I know funny. it's well. Did you have anything that you're happy about this week? Actually, yes. I I was stressed to the gills, but I finished my finals on the Sweetheart Horse, which is my new book that comes out this month. So the Sweetheart Horse is done in the can, paperbacks ready to go, everything's finished. And I managed to write a newsletter for my Substack, which 
was really fun and I really wanted to do it. Um, so I wrote about when I got hired at Disney back in 2005 for my theme park newsletter, which is called Imaginary Memories. And then I started a new project, but it's little, and I'm excited about starting a little project for once instead of a novel. Um, I am writing some short stories that are like point of view of other characters from my books, like not to the main characters, but side characters, and I'm putting them on my Patreon. So I have a story that is about um, my main character in the Eventine series is Jules. And so a lot of people know her as this sort of insane person, but she has a foil in her first working student and then bar manager, Lacey. And so I'm writing a story about when Lacey met Jules for the first time from Lacey's point of view that I'm super psyched to write. It's really fun to start something tiny and not a novel. (laughs) I I love that your version of tiny is like a big deal for other people. Like I had someone tell me today, Heather, I love how you do so much and you're like all over the place. And like, I don't know how you can get it done. And I'm like, have you met Natalie? (laughs) (laughs) And and I do it. I do it with support and the fact that my son has grown and because I have intense, I have that intense focus where I can't think about anything, but what I need to work on. Well, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to, to hear more about it. I just, I'm, I'm sorry that broke up a little bit. Did you just say that I was amazing and that you loved me? Is that, is that what I heard? Cause that's what I, I thought I heard. Yeah, that was, that was, that was basically it. I said, I love to hear that. It sounds amazing, <laughs> but yes, I love Thank you too, you. Natalie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I heard the, I heard it as you and not it, but I'll take it. I am my projects. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what it is really? To be fair. I mean, we are, we're authors. Everything's our baby. Yep. Yep, we stick our name on everything, don't we? Yeah. And then we cram it in people's faces. Read it. Read it. It's came out of my brain unfiltered. Read it. And I need you to love it. Love me. You better love it. If you don't love it, I'm going to die. And if you don't love it, just fake it, okay? Just tell me you do. It, if you don't love it, I'll just write something else. So screw you. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, don't, don't, you guys, don't message Natalie and tell her you need your own story because she will do it. Oh, my God. You know, some of the stuff when I started, it's an idea that I had like three or four years ago and wrote down because I was like, I'll get to it. It's terrifying how many lists I have of things that I want to do. And it just takes, you just, there's so much backlog of, of stuff waiting to be written. And I started a bunch of series this year. And so that's really difficult. And I didn't mean to start the the Ocala Horse Girl series that just the project horse just kind of took over my brain and that became a series. Um, I was really only going to write Briar Hill Farm this year. That was going to be my whole focus. And this other, this one came out of Insert nowhere. Insert laugh Seahorse here. Ranch maniacal laugh. Came out of nowhere. It's horrible. Like, go away. Like, <laughs> let me finish what I've got. Um so I'm finally, I think I'm so burned out with new ideas taking over that now I'm not really having new ideas for a while. I've hit the end of that insane fertile patch, but that's good because now I can just 
fertilize what I've got. You know what I mean? By writing follow-ups and giving people more of the characters that they've really gotten into instead of coming out with new ones, which is not what I need to be doing. So I think I I wrote myself out of that brain attack that I was having. (laughs) Well, it's funny. So like you and I are different in the sense that like when you have this hyper-focus, it's different book ideas. But my hyper-focus is like, let's start a podcast or (laughs) let's plan a trip to Iceland or let's write this book or let's write this blog post. And mine is in a thousand different directions. So like there's like even less focus in my hyper-focus. It's like, it's like, you know what it is? You're like a sniper rifle, right? You're zeroing in and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a shotgun. It's just pellets fly. (laughs) (laughs) You're the gun, just flack, just everywhere. (laughs) I'm not even a good shotgun. I'm like a sawed off shotgun. That's just like, something's going to hit, right? (laughs) I think we should start making a list of all of our metaphors for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that there you go. That's the merch. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a shotgun or a sniper? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> On that note. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.